0: The world is overflowing with boring pictures. And if you don't want to contribute another one to the pile, ask just one more question. So what? Hey there! Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and we're building a lifestyle around creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact. And that's by selling, sharing, or showing your work. I'm Linford Morton, your host, but of course you can call me Lynn, And this is episode eighty-seven, and today I want to use, I want to talk about the so what factor. The so what factor, which is <laughs> i don 't know a question and or uh, a way of thinking about your photography that gets you past boring pictures into images that really have just a bit more impact to use a word from our intro, so this is what we 'll talk about today i 'm going to go straight into it now. I love using questions as a way of creating great photos. And if you followed this podcast or if you have been on any of my photo tours, you know that my philosophy is many times the answer is in the questions. Meaning, if you say, hey, Lynn, what what shooting mode should I use? I'm going to give you questions to help you get there. Meaning, what's your subject? What are you trying to create? And if you can if you know the answer to those then then it's easy to to figure out what shooting mode you should use the answer is in these questions as a matter of fact in episode 58 i went and i gave you my top 8 questions so these are the questions if you go back to 58 and you check it out if you answer these eight questions, you can usually work your way through any shooting situation. Just about any shooting situation, if you can work your way through these eight questions, you can you can choose the right settings and create everything you need to have great photographs. And so, In 58, we talked about that. But there's one more question we did not cover in episode 58. And it is the one question you should ask before you release any photograph into the wild. Use this to decide whether your photograph goes or stays. And the question is, so what? So what? And this is the way you get rid of boring photos. Because many times when you see the the boring photos, I know you, I know you know what I'm talking about. You are flipping through photos on Flickr or 500px or Instagram, wherever you look at your photographs, and you know this to be true. You know, if you look at ten photos, at least eight of them are uninspiring, right? They're just like, oh, it's interesting. That's oh, all right. Oh. That's just boring. And you might even feel this way about your own photos. You know, I know that when I look at when I go shoot and I look at my photos, many times of them, many times, nine out of ten of them never see the light of day because I look at them and go, I'm just that's just boring to me. And I'm not going to subject anyone else to that. And, you know, when you think about like, why are we creating these boring pictures? And I think sometimes we're just bored with the subject, meaning you're just shooting something that that just doesn't inspire you. And so you're going through the motions. You know, you're out there and you don't see anything interesting, but you you say, I have to take a picture because I'm out on this photo walk and I have to go back with something. And so you just shoot something and whatever the something is, is just not really that interesting to you. Boring subjects, and because it's not interesting to you, you aren't really excited about it and so now you are just like, Eh, whatever, I'm just shooting and so we have the we have what creates your boring pictures many times boring subjects plus bored photographers equal boring photos, and so you know with that. How do you get past it? Well, here are three steps. One, shoot what you know. Creative Live founder Chase Jarvis has a video where he, where he calls this the dirtiest secret in photography. And it's that you shoot what you know. And he says, the best things in photography come from outside the industry. If you only look within your industry for inspiration, then you're going to be just like everyone else. And that's the definition of a commodity, just a lot of like items and nothing is different. And so if you are finding yourself bored with your photographs, you might look outside of photography for inspiration. Meaning if you're only looking for inspiration in 500 PX, Then you're getting inspiration from what everybody else does, and you'll go out and create what everyone else creates, and there is the perpetual cycle of boring. It's the same as everybody else. And so you have to look past the photography industry for inspiration. So what does this mean? What we're going to do is start to look inside your experience-based that is outside of photography what do you know well and go back and now start to take an inventory of the things you know well you ever see like when somebody really knows some something well and they're looking at it how they can always point out nuances to you when i when i worked as a, a pr public affairs guy And I was with what we call our subject matter experts, meaning the person who is who knows whatever it is we're trying to now communicate about whether it's press release or or communications plan whatever we're building there's always a person who knows it very well and and at some point we're going we start picking their brain trying to figure out okay what what do they know and where can we get the angles to tell the uh, compelling story and one of the things i always liked is like if you're standing with somebody who's looking at something and they are an, are an expert ask them what do you what do you see when you look here because invariably they always see something so much differently and so much more nuanced than i do i'm remembering this specific situation i was i was you know doing public affairs for this organization that was in the fuel um purchasing and transportation business meaning you know they bought all the fuel for the armed forces and they moved it there and they set it up and they went through all this um logistics to move petroleum and I'm standing with one of the colonels one day, and we're looking at a bunch of, of logistics um, army army soldiers setting up these bags where the fuel would be in on the battlefield. They're setting it all up, and I'm like, what do you see here? And he's looking at it, he's going, those two are too close together, these three are not, and then he's breaking down the whole thing. And I just saw a bunch of guys running around with what looked like, um, and, you know— little bags of you know big bags of fuel out there made you know didn't look like anything interesting to me but he saw so much and then he could tell me how this translates into risk in term in the time of battle and he could really break down so much and they thought wow that's amazing that he saw so much when you know something you see it in a much more sophisticated way than the average person. What do you know that you could just look out and see in a more sophisticated way? You know, I'm I'm a photography coach. And so for the last six years, I've been watching people take pictures so that I can give them feedback and give you feedback on what you're doing well and what you can do to improve. And so, you know, I've reached this point that from a hundred feet away, I can watch you taking a picture and and see whether or not it 's going to be a good one you know or not in in most cases because i 'm used to to sort of looking and diagnosing these kinds of things when you know something you see, you, you see it differently and think about the things you know my seventeen year old son is really into cars and we can just be outside walking, watching a car go by, and I'll just see a car go by, and he will give me, you know, history and, and specs and everything on this car at just a glance. He knows that space very well. So then how does this now translate to your photography? Let's go back to my son. I like to use him as an example. Because I keep telling him, if you ever decide you want to photograph cars, you will be at at an advantage because you will see no one understand it so much better than the average person You'll, you can really start to create stories and ways of photographing it that might be more interesting than those of us who say okay it 's a car and i 'll stand and point the camera at it one of the photographers in our community Allie drew she she photographs a lots of mini coopers and if you're in our group you probably have seen her post so many of these images and she she goes out and she photographs so many cars that she also might just look and be able to photograph it a little bit differently you ever see somebody who really knows like flowers or just pick your subject they see it differently. And so they can bring a level of nuance to their photograph. So what about you? What do you know very well outside of photography? And then start to think about what kinds of stories can you tell about that? Like what's interesting about it to you? I know you know enough about whatever this thing is to know what's interesting, what's You know, what's interesting about what you look at when you see things? Where is the industry going? What's coming next? What happened? You know, what's the impact? What's the so what in it? Think about all those things and then think about how you might build some sort of a photography project or photography opportunity around photographing whatever that other thing is. So first, shoot what you know. Second, Shoot what you love. It's not enough to shoot what you know. I mean, you, you, you probably know about a lot of things and can probably, if you've lived a, you know, a, a, a life where you've, you know, worked and had a career and had hobbies and just had, an, you know, a number of accomplishments in your life, you probably know a fair amount of a, a, about a, a wide range of things. But it doesn't mean that you will be able to photograph them all in an interesting way. So the next level up is to not just shoot what you know, but to shoot what you love. And I'm talking about the things you're uh, passionate about. Shoot your photograph, your passion. And that helps you sustain your photography interest in whatever that project will be over the longer term. If you photograph, if you go out, and I like birds, and if I photograph a bird here or there, I'm in, you know, it's fun for me, but it won't keep me going for long. And I think about people in our community, like, you know, a good friend of the show, um, Emily Carter Mitchell, and, you know, she probably goes out and photographs birds 360 days of the year. I couldn't do that, but she's passionate about it. So what are you passionate about? And passion sustains you over the long t- term. And something you love lets you tap into, you know, that way of going out and f- taking your time and photographing it and looking at it a million different ways and thinking about different ways of approaching it and, and thinking about it even when you're not photographing it and how might I tell stories and, and really putting in the emotional energy it's going to take to begin to see and photograph and create very different and interesting images of it. You got to love it to get that deep into it. And so I'm talking about passion, and, and and as we're thinking about this, sometimes it's easy to confuse. Just because something is your hobby, it doesn't mean it's your passion. I know a lot of people who say photography is a hobby for them, but, it's, but you can tell it's not quite at the level of passion, because while it's a hobby, you can take it or leave it, and you can go six months without ever – taking a picture or feeling bad but if it's your passion you get out there and you are are shooting every chance you get and even when you aren't you're thinking about how can I shoot something differently and what can I work on next and what you know what I mean this is this is passion level stuff and so there's something else you have passion for and if you know what that is and you can now overlap it with your photography boy you're now you're on your way to beginning to 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 tap into the parts of you that will allow you to create images that are interesting and tell stories that are compelling and fascinating so what do you love not what you like but what do you love and I, i got this quote from a blog post um um, from I think it's called Rising dot Blackstar dot com. He said, "When you're passionate about something, the energy and desire to pursue that passion wells up within you. It happens spontaneously without effort on your part. In other words, it's easier to follow this thing than it would be to ignore or avoid it." So, think about those other things in your life. Is it food? Is it cooking? What are the other things, and then think about how you can overlap photography. One of the members in our mem- mentoring club, um, Geisa has is passionate about cooking and food, and this is what she takes pictures of. And so, you know, within the club, we all know that this is where her passion is, and as a result, she is going out and beginning to to really. Focus in on that and and as a result, you see the the result in the photograph she takes are much you know not just technically proficient but but more interesting and they 're always tasty looking and yummy and and uh, make you want to eat so this is what you get when you shoot what you love and then the third part is show us why you love what you love and uh, so this gets us to that that next level where we go even deeper. We love it, but but why do you love it? Like now you have to sort of tap into yourself like and and start to be more introspective and reflective like why do I love this? Like what is it about this that I love so much about and try to tell those stories. And and that gets you the easiest path to really now beginning to find that thing that that is it within you? I love this and here's why I love it. And if I can tell that story, if I can find a way to illustrate that with my camera, then I'm telling something that I'm that's I'm interested and passionate about. And I'm showing why I'm passionate about it. And I'm tapping into those feelings. And it's hard for you not to begin to have that start to come through. Through your photography. Start to translate into what you do. When you start photographing something you love. And really tapping into why you love it. It starts to show in your work. And when you do that. Now you're on your way to getting past boring photos. Boring photos come when you shoot something that you you don't care about. And you're bored when you're shooting it. And so as a result the pictures are boring. But now start trying to look for things you know and then within things you know the things you're passionate about and then now that you've tapped into that showing why you're passionate about it will get you to the place where you can begin to start creating images with even more wow so what's interesting and unique about these things to you and photograph them and and now you're thinking, uh, even when you're not shooting, about what this is and how you can tell better stories. And then when you you get your camera in your hand, you're looking for different ways of creating, and you're experimenting more. And because you've tapped into something that really uh, is important to you, something that you really love, time flies by, and you can you you can continue working and working on this stuff and building it. And when you do. You're going to find yourself getting to a place where you are now creating images that people want to see, that people will want to follow, that people will want to engage in. And you're getting even closer to creating images with impact. Hope that was helpful for you in thinking about how you begin to get past boring photographs by just asking, so what? And the so what factor is overcome, of course, by those three steps. Now, here's another way to overcome boring photos. You want to be more deliberate in the way you compose and the way you see creatively. And I am so happy that I just completed a an online training course at, called Creative Composition Intensive. And it is and it's really intensive. It's a master class on the one essential skill that you need to master if you want to be able to take more interesting photos now we're talking about the skill now and this is composition and composition is is one is that skill that will work on just about any camera because no camera can do it for you doesn't matter what camera you have the camera can't help you with composition You have to be able to master this yourself or you can buy a $6,000 camera and waste $6,000 if you don't know how to see and compose creatively. So I've created this workshop that will, an online workshop that you can work at your own pace. It takes you through five modules. First, we talk about three principles that you need to master in just about any photograph if you want to begin to um to compose better, and then we talk about how you'll use this when you are out shooting. Meaning, what are the steps you'll take to get to you, get yourself to more creative pictures? It's a process. You, there's a process you can literally follow to help you begin to see and shoot and find more creative approaches. And I, we go through that in the second module. The third module, we 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 talk about the tools and the, the techniques you will use. To create better, better composed images. Of course, you know, there's a toolbox that you'll you reach into. And the better you know those tools, the more you'll have and the more of them you have at your disposal, the the, the better you will be when you're out shooting. And now you have to think about what you might do next to create the the next great image. Number four, right, I'll, I'll go with you and to, and to looking at some challenging situations like I, I some, sometimes if there's a clear leading line, it's easy how you'll compose it. But what if there's nothing there? What do you do next? And so I take you through one of the, a number of those situations, including some situations sent in by one of the, of the listeners here. And then finally we will close by looking at people who do it well. We're going to looking at, at some inspiring examples of great composition and so we will learn from the folks who do it well why their images work and what we can take away from that to do it well. And so we have all of these things going on and you can You can see them all for yourself and uh, follow along. And, you know, there's some bonus material built in as well. But we have just a lot of my best training material on composition. And if you want to to really learn to to really change the way you see and compose images almost overnight, then this is available to you. Go to composition.com dot shutterbug com composition dot shutterbug com, and that will get you into the new the training opportunity all right thank you so much again for sticking with me and i hope that you will use the so what factor and those three steps to help get yourself into creating some less boring and more interesting photographs all right That's it for this week of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I'm so glad that you were with us today. Remember, if you want to stay in touch in between episodes, you can join our Facebook group. Go to fb.shutterbuglife.com, and it will take you to the the Shutterbug Life Facebook group. If you are... Hanging around Washington, D.C. and New York City, we've got meetup groups in both of those cities, and you can come on out and uh, join us in one of our free and fun workshops. And, of course, you can come and join me on any one of my photo tours. I have my spring photo tour in New Orleans coming up pretty soon. It's going to be this spring, and... uh, uh, I think March 30 to April 3, and this is when we take three and a half days and we go all over New Orleans and we find so many great photo ops from the French Quarter to out on the bayou to um, some of the historic neighborhoods, people, photography, um, photographing buildings and architecture and all kinds of nature and wildlife. You just get to see and photograph so many different things. Go to ShutterbugLife.com forward slash New Orleans and uh, learn some more about it and to see the video we have from last spring's um, class. And you can see some of the kinds of images that you can photograph. And oh, by the way, f- through the month of December, we still are, are, are in early bird pricing so you can take one hundred dollars off by using the discount code Earlybird. Discount code Earlybird will save you instantly one hundred dollars on your um, when you register. All right. So again, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again on the Shutterbug Life podcast. Wherever you go this week, and whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug Life. Take care.